Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you. More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital That's www.archivos.digital Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 900. Today, today Art sends in a rather grisly question. He says, This is more of a comment than a question, though I am very interested to hear your thoughts. Sure, make a liar out of me in the first sentence. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) While all characters must face challenges, and some may not overcome them, or even fail miserably, There has to be a hard limit somewhere before the pain and suffering they face all becomes too much. I'm thinking of two examples here. In the film Million Dollar Baby, Hilary Swank plays a character who goes from pain to pain, suffering to suffering, until her story meets its end. In the comic book Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman has commented that he created the character of Rick to do little more than give tragedy and suffering to. While there is a certain amount of fatigue and frustration that comes from watching a character serve the sole purpose of being the author's punching bag, after a while it can feel like, but wait, there's more, and the character serves the sole purpose of being the author's chamber pot. I'd like to qualify this by saying... Ow! (laughs) (laughs) And destruction rained down on the office. I'd like to qualify this by saying anyone can, of course, tell a bleak story. Though, in cases like, say, Requiem for a Dream, or Raise a Red Lantern... Or Ian Banks' The Road. It seems to be more about how the story is stylistically rendered, or serves as a discussion on a particular social situation, respectively. As such, there is at least something else, however small, for the audience to grab hold of. I guess if there is an actual question here, it's this... In your guys' opinion, is there a line that can be crossed regarding the amount of suffering a character, or the audience, is made to endure? When does it cease to be interesting or meaningful, if not constructive? When is too much too much? I I would say that depends a lot on genre. Mm. Um, You wouldn't want to do this shit in a romance novel. Yeah. I think literary fiction is more given to tragedy without positive resolution. And in other genres, it's more how it resolves than how much suffering occurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the, in either case, it's very much about how you get there and what you're doing. Um, look, Desaad got away with 100 Days of Sodom, which was then done into the amazing and nearly unwatchably horrific film Salo. Um, 
um, Eli Roth has a film career. And Eli Roth's film career is called... The Eli Roth pioneered the genre of torture porn. Well, actually, Saw did, but Eli Roth perfected it. There is no line. You're going to lose your audience, you lose a greater portion of your audience the further down that rabbit hole you go, especially depending on how you deal with it. But it's not the amount of suffering that does it, it's the character of the suffering. Um... And it's what the audience is in the story for. If they're in the story to go on a really hard journey, they'll stick with you if you do it right. And if they're in the story to feel good about themselves, they'll stick with a character that you torture to death if by torturing that character to death you make them feel good about not being that character, either by relief or by schadenfreude. Which is kind of ugly, but hey, there's an audience for that. Um, it just depends on what you do. If you're not someone who has a really dark view of the world, you're going to have a lot of trouble writing a story like this. If you are someone who has a dark view of the world or human nature, then you can do amazing things getting incredibly bleak. For example, the I think it was Ukrainian film, Come and See is a unbearably tragic story about um, a kid in World War II on the front lines. It is absolutely horrifying, and it is incredibly beautiful. It's, it's one of those films you cannot watch and be the same person on the other side of watching it, which is why not a lot of people watch it, but it is, frankly astounding so um it uh it's all in the execution like with anything and uh before you think that you can't get away with this kind of thing in an adventure film remember that indiana jones literally never wins indiana jones entire purpose as a character is to suffer and lose and the only one of the films he wins in is the Temple of Doom. It's the only time he completes the mission that he set out to do and gets the artifact, and it um, is restored to the place that he deems proper. It's also, despite being one of the most rip-roaring adventure films of the series, in many ways, it's the least satisfying, and weirdly, it's because he wins. Um, he does not win in Raiders of the Lost Ark. The uh, Ark is stolen out from under him at the very end by the government, just like the idol is stolen out from him at the very beginning by Belloc. He doesn't win in the Last Crusade. He completely loses the Grail um, after first discovering that he can't take the Grail anyway, and this has all been for nothing, because the Nazis wouldn't have been able to take it away either. Um, what he wins in each case is relational, rather than the goal of his quest. He's uh, comforted by the benefits of the suffering and what it does to his character, not by the goal of the quest itself. So, even in an adventure story, you can torture a character to ridiculous lengths and deny them ultimate victory and still have people leave the theater or the book cheering at the end. 
this, by the way, is one of the great secrets of the Heinlein Juveniles. Um, they do this. You'll be able to read about that in my upcoming book, The Secrets of the Heinlein Juvenile. There's a long-standing tradition of doing this kind of thing and doing it really, really well. Um, the trick is that you have to make sure your audience is invested in what you're doing. And that takes a fair amount of skill. Which you can only get through practice um, and through learning from other people who've done it right. Thank you very much for the question, and I'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.